the egg sausage podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 37 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Nabyard. The lovely lady over there is the Dapper Dame. And tonight we're talking about reopening due to COVID-19. We're sort of, uh, we, we did an episode before, right, where all of this started happening. And so we're mm-hmm. kind of not making the conclusion necessarily to uh, the COVID series, I guess, but we are, yeah, we're just talking about how things have now been in another transition. You know, like we're, tra- yeah, we're transitioning again um, mm-hmm. in the whole grand scheme of things. Um, so I had asked you what the attitude was like generally in your city of Atlanta when it all started happening. What's the attitude like now? So this past weekend, we spent like two and a half days in Savannah, which is like maybe four hours from here. Um, But it's kind of a beach town because there's like Tybee Island and stuff out there, you know, where like a lot of uh, beach goers hang out. And the attitude is very different. It's, I mean, everyone is so happy to be out, but it was almost surprising how many people were out. Like, it seemed like a normal last day before COVID. That's wild. And, like, and scary. A little. It was different because everyone is, like, further apart. Like, most lines went outside of the shops because people can't wait inside there if they even had their, like, uh, lobby area open. Sure. Like, for example, Starbucks. They're taking orders through drive-thru and on the inside, but only mobile orders. So you have to like order on your phone, go in, pick it up and leave. Like you can't wait in there. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I've seen a lot of places, like if they do have their lobby open, um, they restrict the number of people. Um, one mm-hmm. of the very few places that I've gone, I guess, semi-regularly during all of this is, uh, I might've mentioned it before on the podcast, but uh, this little place called mom's deli, it's just the best little mm-hmm. Italian spot, you know? And, and uh, yeah, they like, they limited it to five people inside the store at any given time, you know? So like there's a line, you know, out the block and all that stuff. But I mean, people, you know, people have been cool. And like, they also have the, where you can order by phone and then call them when you're outside and they'll bring it out or whatever. So that was also really cool. So shout out to them for, for doing all that. Definitely. Nice. Definitely. But yeah, yeah, um, that's so what, what, like, what's the population of Savannah compared to like Atlanta? I mean, it's quite drastically different, right? Savannah is smaller than Atlanta. I want to say it has um, to be. Yeah, I, it has to be. Uh, it's also much, much older um, whereas like Atlanta really got like its population boom in like the nineties when the Olympics were here. Savannah is old as fuck. Mm. Old as fuck. Like everything there is like old and spooky and probably haunted and everything is built on top of graves. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, I wanna I wanna go to Savannah. Like I've heard definitely heard some different things like throughout the years about Savannah. Like nothing particularly coming to mind right now, but um, mm-hmm. just seems like one of those old Southern towns that you should probably visit at some point in time. 
Absolutely. Especially if you're at like a history buff, like people mm. would love it. I, we went on like a um, like a ghost tour, like where someone takes you around and tells you like the the history of certain places and their experiences. And it's creepy. It's really fucking creepy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I like I recommend that for any southern town that's like that. I did that in New Orleans and it was probably the best thing that we did as far as like activities. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I highly recommend like if you're in a uh, a rich history southern town, take a ghost tour. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure they have some wild sure. stories. Well, I was just asking because um about the population thing, you know, so the outskirts of St. Louis um they seem to be more willing to go forth with like reopening everything full-fledged. Um oh, okay. Right. So, and, and the argument is, is, you know, they're, they have less population in these counties outside of St. Louis. Right. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is when you get people from the city, which is more densely packed going out to those counties and possibly spreading whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um. Or how? Not whatever it may be. We know what they're spreading, but you know how. <laughs> however, it may be. You know. Yeah. Um. Whether that's you know going to a bar or a restaurant or a social gathering of some sort or whatever. Like. It was weird to be in a restaurant again. I'm. I'm waiting for that. Like. That. It felt ag- wrong, kind of. You know, and it yeah. also felt really like detached from normal like dining experiences because all the tables are very far apart um all all the servers and cooks and everybody they're all wearing masks you know like people who are like waiting in in, like the lobby area are wearing them like they really only take them off to eat so it it feels odd feels very odd yeah how many people were in there with you in the restaurant yeah like customers it was a big place, so I want to say, like, at least 100 people. Holy shit. But all the tables are, like, a good, I don't know, sofa apart. Well, that's, I mean, that's what, like, that's what I'm saying holy shit about is the fact that, like, they could still fit 100 guests in there and still have the distancing. That's a big They're place. They're probably used to having, like, a packed-ass house, you know, and now they have, like, half the tables. Yeah. So yeah, it was a huge place. Like there was multiple areas where they had tables inside of that like historic building. Huh. Cool. Well, I mean, I yeah, I'm I'm personally waiting for that time to like re you know, I haven't done anything like super normal aside from like go to the grocery store, you know. I mean, even that like is still a little weird, you know, because like here at least they're like if there's two entrances to the grocery store, which a lot of them you have that um you know one's an entrance one's an exit and that you know you can only use them for whichever way you're going Mm -hmm. um you know they're like at costco which uh, if you if you guys don't have costco and you're part of uh of america um big warehouse store like sam's club um what's the other one that's like that i can't it's it doesn't matter either way but they were like doing the full force like having these like lines outside in the parking lot, giving you like a sanitized cart beforehand. They took it super seriously, but it was like, it was so nice to like have that level of care, you know? Also true. Also true. It It was, was, it was nice to go 
to those places and they're also taking it seriously, you know? They're not just opening and being like, oh, it's fine, you know? Like, they, Georgia is one of the first states to try to, like, fully open back up. So it's nice that they are at least trying. Yeah, it's also um, weird that there's, like, levels of opening too, right? So, like, there's the state and then there's, like, the municipality itself, like, setting... Isn't it like, a three-step plan or something like that? I, I don't know, honestly, but, like, all I do know is that, like, yeah, I mean, there can be, like, state-level regulations, there can be city-level regulations, and there can be municipality-level regulations as well. So it's, it's, a, it's, a whole, it's a whole process. It really is. But, uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm waiting for my first, like, sit-down meal somewhere. I still think, for me personally, it's going to be a little more... It's going to be a little while out, I think, at least a couple weeks. Um, but I'm ready to feel weird. <laughs> it's already been weird. Do your, um, on the grocery store note, do your grocery stores have their aisles designated to what which direction you have to walk? No, but I have seen that online. And I okay, read a meme. The are. They are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I saw a meme online and... I was like, wait, what? I guess I haven't been to, I think it was Walmart that the meme was about. I guess they're doing it at Walmarts. Good fucking luck trying to get people in Walmart to go one way down those massive aisles. I mean, we had people walmart.com for a reason. <laughs> I mean, but like the way that Walmart is set up is for chaotic shopping, like trying to make that like hard structured is going to be impossible. That's super true. I mean... It, yeah, it is kind of a free-for-all in there, especially, like, if you're at, like, a super Walmart. Well, I guess they're not even super anymore. They're just Walmart, like, because yeah, you have the... Yeah, they're just super huge anyways. You have the food side, and you have, like, the... What, department re, Yeah, store. department side. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, like, when's the last time you've been to a Walmart that did not have both? Like, they're all super Walmarts now. Yeah, they are. I think the only thing that's super now is Target. There's, like, some super Targets that have groceries. Right. Right. Wait, I thought that was all Targets, too. No, they have, like, small sections, but there's some that are, like, a full fucking grocery store. The way oh, that okay, okay. See, I didn't know that. I've never been to one of those. But uh, I did take a delivery to a Target, like, in the middle of everything. And, like, it was super weird because, I mean, they were pretty on top of it as far as, like, spacing everybody out and, like, having certain lines for everything. The Starbucks mm-hmm. was completely closed. And, I mean, anytime yeah. you go to a Starbucks inside of a Target, let's be real. That There's thing so is packed. It's packed. Like <laughs> That was the smartest business choice they ever made, was putting a Starbucks in a Target. 100%. <laughs> I know people that go to Target specifically because there is a Starbucks inside. Fuck yeah, dude. Grab yourself a little like iced coffee, walk around, buy shit you don't need. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's like a hobby. <laughs> if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> yes, precisely. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, today was uh, actually the first day I drove down the highway to work and I thought to myself, my, my personal racetrack is finally closed. You don't know how great, yeah, like, it's been so great to not have, A, police officers that are normally there on the highway, B, 
less traffic, and C, just everybody still being cool, but also going fast. Like, yeah, I am not <laughs> looking forward to when like all states open and the traffic goes back to absolute fucking chaos because traffic in Atlanta, I don't know if we've driven down here, but we have like seven lane freeways that will like quickly branch off into like four different places that you have to go. It's like a big spaghetti bowl of bullshit. <laughs> and lately it's been like manageable when I have to go places on the freeway instead of just pure fucking chaos. So I'm I'm concerned that like once the state is like officially open, it's just going to go back to like mayhem. It 100% is. Um so yeah, get ready for it's, it. You're just enjoying like the lull and your and your traffic. Yeah, seriously, like uh it was the first day that really I mean, so I have a 13 mile trip to work and the majority of that is highway and then like I would say a good quarter of that trip is a stretch of freeway where like the cops are on it all the time. Like it's on the way to work. I see somebody pulled over on the way back. I see someone pulled over almost every day, almost every day. Um, I haven't seen somebody pulled over <laughs> except, except for the, uh, the work zones. Um, we, there's a work zone they've been work. They've been doing it for a long time. In oh, this like little yeah, this little stretch, you know, on my way to work. And people, for whatever reason, think that, like, you should just not, like, the, 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 work, the workers there are not, you know, there, I guess. Um, really stupid. You should also just slow down in a work zone. I mean, like. That's the law. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, the speed limit is the law, too. But, like, it's, like, extra, like, okay, come on, like. We gotta, we gotta, we're greeting a lot of leeway here. Let's, let's at least be respectful to the workers, you know, that are just doing their jobs. <laughs> um, so the state troopers have been pulling people over in the oh. work zones. I wonder if it's cause like local places are tied up or something. Um, actually, so in Missouri, it's, I guess a little different than some states. Um, the Missouri state troopers tend to only patrol highways makes sense so i mean you will see them obviously off the highway but i don't like yeah i don't see them pull people over like on normal like municipality streets you know just but like do you see like your local police on the freeway or just state troopers yes so both okay gotcha but for whatever reason, I guess where this exact construction site is, um, is sort of like a no man's land as far as mm -hmm. like municipality. So the state troopers are there, but also like the state troopers are also like another level too, right? Like they're, they're still out there, like giving tickets. They're, they're not like the local oh, police. Yeah. That's like, we're going to give you guys a break during COVID, you know, <laughs> but for, but for good reason. I mean, these people are speeding through a fucking work zone. So um, yeah, that's real sketchy. Yeah, I digress. I digress. Um, but so, yeah. So today on the way to work, I saw somebody pulled over on the way there. And then I saw somebody on the way back on my break. So, yeah, we're back. We're like getting back to normalcy. There was a little more traffic when I drove back for my evening portion of my shift. So that was another indication that uh, things are getting back to normalcy as far as like the rush hour traffic, you know, because I go back 
at like four thirty, five o'clock. So that's right in, you know, right in prime time. So. Yeah. I think most people that I know that are in some sort of like customer service or hospitality industry are going back to work in this next few weeks. Um, whereas a couple other people I know that have more like office like computer jobs, um, they still have off until like at least the beginning of June. Right, right. And fingers crossed, you know, a lot of these bigger like corporate, you know, tech based whatever jobs, like just continue p having people work from home, like as long as possible, maybe indefinitely. Um, I know that there was one company that I read, it's, the name of the company is escaping me, but obviously a bigger one. God, who was it? Maybe an insurance company? I don't know. Um, but they, but they were just like, yo, like working from home actually works really well for our employees. So we're just going to do it indefinitely. And I think that's really sweet. Like, <laughs> you know, if you, if you want to do it, you know, we don't have to like, we don't have to pay rent in a building and pay all mm -hmm. the overhead to keep it running. You could just work from home. It works out better for you. Work saves the company money. Why not? Yeah. I mean, as long as you're getting the same level of like productivity or whatever the hell it is they're measuring, I don't really see why you have to like show up to a physical place to do exactly what you would be doing. Absolutely. Now, do you feel like you could work from home all the time if you were in that position? I mean, not as like, not as a streamer. I, th I think being a streamer is different. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude, I could play video games in my pajamas it's absolutely different well i was i was i was gonna say like more along the lines of you're more locked in when you're streaming because you're you're interacting with chat all the time versus like <laughs> if you're an insurance quoter like you have time in between phone calls or whatever and like yeah. for me it would be a little difficult because i'd be, i like get distracted with shit i'd just be like oh i want to go play with tank out in the backyard or, you know, do something like that. So yeah, I would have to be really self-disciplined in some way to be like, all right, well, I know I'm not going to the office, but this is still like a nine to five. We have to do at least X amount of hours of work, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people sort of like had to set up makeshift offices if they didn't have one at home. Oh Yeah. So For they, sure. so they could basically feel like they're that, that same thing where you're like locked in, you're, you're, you're engaged, mm -hmm. you're, you know, absolutely. you don't have like your golden retriever dog, like sitting out in the corner, like waiting to play ball and give you kisses, you know, like <laughs> or your kids running around or your neighbors mowing the lawn or whatever the fuck it is that could distract you. A fly flew in, you know? Yeah. I'm sure you guys have all seen the memes where it's like the lady and she's got a headset on and she's t she's talking to her two dogs and it's a sign that says like you don't bark whenever mom has the headphones on <laughs> i nice. i nice. die at that like that's that would happen to me 100% i mean you guys listening to the podcast anybody who watches the live stream you guys have heard tank bark plenty of times i'm sure in the background just like hey buddy just trying to record a podcast here you know <laughs> oh yeah i feel like any person who does like a recording of some kind whether it's podcast streaming whatever that has animals like there's always a challenge that comes with that yeah i mean the other solution is to like you know well whenever the podcast room gets set up 
Mm-hmm. We'll see how much Tank like interacts with me in that room because I mean he doesn't doesn't necessarily love it up there, but he will go up there. Versus like down where I'm at on the main level of my house, he's got like the big window that he can look out so he can see whoever's there and bark his head off and act like he's a an attack dog. He's not <laughs> big and tough. Yeah, so tough. <laughs> That's so awesome. tough. So, yeah, I mean, but in the grand scheme of things, I think the general attitude in St. Louis is good. Um, I, I mean, I know a lot of us are itching to get our bars back. I don't know. I feel like that's a powder keg. I really do, though. I'm super apprehensive the most about bars reopening. Super, that super is an environment in which it is built around breaking down social distancing and people touch each other and have drinks and play games and smoke indoors. And like, they, that's just the environment for somebody to get sick, unfortunately. You lose your inhibitions. Yeah. And you, like, if you're drinking, you also get sick easier. That's also true. Yeah, I mean, it it does lower your, like, natural immune system, so. I feel like the the bars that are going to be able to open are the ones that are also restaurants, and you can have seated areas. If you have an open floor plan, only beverage bar, you're going to have to adapt somehow if you want to open, because you can't trust people after three drinks to not, you know, go touch people. Right, right. Like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head of, like, all the small dive bars that I used to frequent and, like, how crammed you can get on, like, a Friday or Saturday night. Like, there's just... Fuck, yeah. How are they... Just hanging around by the pool table or something? Like... uh... You're rubbing elbows. Yeah. If you're lucky, it's just elbows. Like, what... What does like a like imagine your favoriteest bar, right? And like, mm-hmm. what does that bar look like with social distancing? It looks weird to me. It looks weird because it loses a lot of its cozy, dingy kind of vibe with having a lot of people in there. And there would have to be some kind of what do you call it? Like a limit on how many people can be there. Exactly. So Exactly. So, like, you have to, like, imagine, imagine you were, like, going to go meet your friends there, and then it got to capacity, and you're just, like, looking at your friends inside through the glass and just being like, well, that's that. Yeah, you'd have to wait for somebody to leave. Yeah. Or reserve a seat somehow in advance if they offer (sighs) that. Dude, that's so difficult. Like, I haven't given it much thought until now. Yeah, things... And it's not... I don't know. Discussing it almost feels like it won't happen, but if it didn't, that would also be weird, you know? Like, I feel like these implementations are going to be happening for a while. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that it's going to basically... When do you feel like at what stage do bars fully just full bore open? 
Do you think it's like when we have a cure or like, do you think it's just like going to be this slow, slow burn for like many months or? I feel like it has to happen in steps. I don't know what the end is going to look like. It. I just know that if we jump straight to anywhere, we're going to make a mistake. And usually those mistakes have consequences that we're not happy with. So we do have to take these small steps that are annoying to get to wherever's safe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My neighbor said something really impactful to me the other day. He's... I think he's in his 60s, but he suffers like already from health complications. So he's high risk. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, he was just like, basically, I'm just going to live my life at the bare minimum until there's a cure. And I was like, damn, that could be months, maybe years from now, because I think a lot of people... Yeah, right, because, you, like, you guys have to remember that, like, there's got to be trials for it, too. Actually, I don't know. Do you think they're going to, like, forego trials for a cure just because COVID's been so impactful? The only way that one would forego a trial, in my very limited knowledge, is if it's a public trial. Because once things get mm. released and then you start seeing where the numbers fall. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that the other day. Um, just how long it would actually probably like what's realistic, you know, as far as a number. I feel like at least six months. At least. Yeah. So I mean basically like almost twenty twenty one, which is nuts. Um I know it's it's already almost June. Yeah. So dude, it would be like Christmas. Right. Fuck, can you imagine not like seeing your family for Christmas? That would be insane. That would be insane. I don't know, man. <laughs> Dude, yeah, this week has been kind of bonkers. Like my family reunion in Europe got canceled because obvious reasons. Um my so we lost two people in the last couple weeks and it was um, my boyfriend's grandmother and also uh, one of my friends that I grew up with um, that I've known for like 20 years like his grandma passed away about an hour ago like oh, right wow. before this podcast started um, there was an outbreak and th these are two people that don't know each other on like different parts of where they are you know um, but there was an outbreak in each of those nursing homes and they just couldn't fight it off they're too old, too sick, too many complications. So it's kind of, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. The, the whole uh, nursing home thing. I mean, if there was ever a place that I've taken a delivery to, that's been on lockdown, it was mm -hmm. those places. Um, man, that's, yeah, that's horrible. That's horrible because I mean, they're forced to stay put, you know? So if there is an outbreak, you know, I mean, it's, well, a lot of those people are too old or too many complications to be like transported easily. And if yeah. they are transported, then they're like even more at risk. Sure. And like, where do they go? What if they don't have family or their family lives out of state or out of country or whatever it may be? I mean, there's a lot of complications to that. So, yeah, man, fucking nuts. 
That's why so I'm nuts. like, I'm all for taking the small, slow steps to be able to open. Even if it means I can't go smoke a cigarette after five beers in my favorite dingy bar, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. I mean, I've been pretty, pretty damn happy to have like one-on-one -on -one social distancing beers with, with some of my friends. Um, mm -hmm. but like the, the thought of like, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I want to, I want to be in a, in a dingy bar, you know, shoulder to shoulder and, you know, acting stupid with my friends on a Friday night. Absolutely. <laughs> it's slowly starting to feel normal again. Cause I feel like when we first started this quarantine, I was 100% not going outside, not taking a trip unless I had to, not touching anybody, not getting close, you know, and now I'm slowly being like, okay, it's fine if you do this. If you do, you know, don't touch your face, stay six feet apart, you know, these things. So I'm, I'm getting used to it not being as strict. Yeah, I think if you go back and listen to the original podcast that we did about COVID, like you'll see... Like the the difference with Adrian for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, fuck, dude. If I get sick, I'm bankrupt. Like that's not an option. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I, it's but it's also funny that uh, we keep going back to the whole like drinking thing. I I like I always think about the movie Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Have you seen that? Yeah. So like when they're when the American troops are reintroducing um the train of people into the country uh mm -hmm. over in the UK and they're like naming off all these things that you know these people have in the quarantine zone and like the last thing that she says is we also have a fully functioning pub and everyone starts cheering <laughs> hell yeah dude the morale that it brings is irreplaceable absolutely absolutely so Again, guys, like as much as we want to do these things at a bar, like, man, it's going to take some time, but it's going to be sweet. It's going to be, it's going to be sweet and it's going to be safe. So I think yeah. that's, you know, I would rather do it that way than like my favorite pubs open <clears throat> and maybe somebody gets sick and then maybe it's the restaurant's fault or whatever because they didn't follow certain blah 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 like i wouldn't want that to happen i don't want people to get sick you know well and they're gonna close so like yeah. you're not gonna be able to go there for x amount of time yet again um that actually reminds me of a little story that uh my friend had posted on facebook about a hair salon so like hairstylists oh, can't wait till those open they've been they've been slowly yeah they've been slowly coming back um but there was just a like it within the last week um especially okay. at least here in st louis but there was a there was a post about one that had reopened and somebody had been in contact with somebody who was infected and so they had to close down the entire salon so not yeah. only does this stop the workers from earning an honest living? It now stops the rest of the people that want to get their hair done from getting theirs done. So like it's a selfish act in a way. So think about it before you, you know, I don't know. I'm trying not to get on a soapbox right now. <laughs> well, I just feel like testing needs to be readily available and mm. easy 
easy, if not free, you know? Absolutely. Like, like you can go to, uh, what is it? Like Planned Parenthood or Urgent Care and get a pregnancy test. Why can't you get a COVID test, even if you don't have symptoms? Right, right. I mean, my friend Abby, who's, uh, she rents out a salon space in like mm-hmm. one of the salon loft type of deals, you know? Um, but she's like, 100%, you must wear a mask, you know, yada, yada, yada. I will be ch- taking your temperature before you even sit down in my chair. Um, you know, I was like, kudos to you. Um, but you are absolutely right. Like, the 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 ease of testing and the amount of test kits has been abysmal in this country, um, which probably also led to the, um, you know, the amount of deaths that we've had. So, yeah, I mean, if testing isn't easy, um, people aren't going to do it. Uh, to my knowledge, the people that I know who have been tested were already in the hospital for something. Um, and testing was just part of it. You know, if you had symptoms, um, and I get that labs are overwhelmed, but shit, dude, like if this is so serious, like figure it out. We've had months to figure it out. Yeah. I think this is definitely a wake up call. Um, I, I sincerely hope the government gets their act together. Um, I did have a friend that uh, that did have the, the appropriate symptoms, and because they were so mild, like she's a little younger than me, very healthy. Um, so you know, a, she obviously could fight the the virus, you know, with very minimal effort. But sure. when she, but when she went, they refused to test her because her symptoms were so mild. Um. Versus, I mean, if it was like a 65-year-old, they'd be like, oh, yeah, for sure, 100% test them. But since, you know, it's like they just said that she had respiratory something or other and then just sent her on her way, like with general, like, antibiotics or something. You know, it's just like shit like that should not happen. Everyone, like, even if you feel like the symptoms aren't 100%, you know, like, why the fuck should you not be tested? Yeah, I don't... I don't know. To me, as someone who doesn't work in healthcare and who hasn't been tested, I really think that if you have any symptoms, you should be tested. Because then even if you carry it, you still need to know. Even if you can't fight it off with some vitamin C or whatever the fuck, like you still need to know. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're asymptomatic or you're healthy enough that, you know, you might have thought that it was just like a fucking chest cold or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you know... Yeah, any any of those things, I mean, it's with how, you know, ferocious this virus can be and how easily it can spread. Yeah, it's 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 difficult. It's difficult. It is. Do you think that they're going to have some kind of test that is like super quick and easy? You know how like like diabetics like poke their finger and put it on a little strip and then ta-da, you get your numbers? I would hope so. I I at least hope that they set up um, testing centers like they have in other countries. I think it was China where I saw this. Um, They had like basically like picture like a like a ticket booth, you know, just in the middle of the street, basically. And there's like plexiglass in between you and the possibly infected person. And then you you have these gloves that you can basically the, the medical professional can put their hands into and oh, and do it's like a piece of the wall. Kind of, yeah, basically, where they can mm-hmm. just test you, and then you put it, like, 
inside of like a biohazard bag or a box or whatever, and then they can re- seal it without having contact with the person, basically. Sure. So hopefully at least that. Um, if not, have, an, have at least enough test to test every single human in America. Like that would be oh, that so many. Was that almost a billion people? But like it has to be available, right? You know, I mean, there there has to be the availability and there has to be the ease. So like otherwise the people. Big one. Yeah. Otherwise people are just going to be like, well, like I haven't been, I, I, I've gone this far, you know, I've gone two months now and nothing's happened to me. Fuck it. I'm going to the bar. I'm going to go get a steak dinner. You know, I'm going to whatever. Um, Obviously, there's so many things that are easier than being tested that people don't fucking do. (laughs) I laugh. Update their phone or whatever, you know, I laugh, but that's so true. Like, (laughs) so true. Like people voting, like all you do is when you get your license, like, do you want to vote? Sure. Yeah. You can vote. Yeah. Here's, here's your voting place. (laughs) You know? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, but it would be, it would be ideal for, for it to be that easy, like a little finger prick, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever it may be. Um, hopefully the vaccine is, yeah, hopefully the vaccine is, is just as easy and or available. I'm sure it will be. Um, but I hope it's a nasal spray. I hope it's not a shot in the shoulder. Really? Yeah, have you ever had the flu vaccine that it's just like a little like in your nose and then you're done? Yeah, I've had that before, but like are you are you afraid of the needles? I'm not afraid, but when I went to public school, um when I was in high school, I had to self-enroll after I got emancipated and I hadn't been vaccinated before. Um because my mother was an anti-vaxxer, like my biological mom. Um, so they're like, well, if you want to go to public school and you don't have a religious waiver like she did, you have to be vaccinated. So I was like, well, shit, how many am I behind on? Seven. I was behind on seven vaccines. So I had to get four in one shoulder and three in the other. And I couldn't like move my fucking arms for a couple days because they're like full of peanut butter or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like like cement, like someone just slugged you with like knuckles, like brass knuckles or something. See, I understand that. I understand that. But like, as so, as someone who has tattoos like yourself, um, you know, I mean, oh, you're no so stranger. Different. Like, but a tattoo is like, like a bad paper cut. You know, like it it just mm. stings, but it's on the surface. A a fucking vaccine is like in the shoulder muscle, and when you got little shoulders, it's like really fucking in there. Well, to be fair to you, you also did get four right on top of each other. I would have oh to imagine God. that would be pretty, pretty sore. Um, every time, like, I've gotten a shot in the past, you know, the person's been like, oh, I see you have a lot of tattoos. You're no stranger to needles. I'm like, I, yeah, I, I guess. Like, they still feel different. But yeah, sure. Um, you know, like, if you I'm came... Also- Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, if you came after me with, like, a hypo... hypo- hypodermic hypodermic needle um Mm -hmm. you know like if i had like an emergency situation i would probably be scared of that thing you know oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah and like if you look at a tattoo needle it's like like a ballpoint pen it's so little if you look at the ones where you get a vaccine out of it's like based in a turkey like it's so different (laughs) yeah yeah 
That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so I can understand why you have a little PTSD about getting a, getting a shot. Like, I'll fucking do it. I get the flu shot every year, but I would just prefer... If I have a say in this, prefer a nasal I, spray. Listen, I feel like the vast majority of the, of the country is with you on that. But also at this, on the same point, um, if they knew that that was going to vaccinate them or prevent them from getting COVID, I mean, people would be like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm so scared of needles, but I, I want to like, I want to go live my life, you know? So do what, do what you have to do, you know? <laughs> That's true. That's true. A lot of people do have a needle aversion, though. Like, when you talk to people, they're like, oh, my God, you know, I got my blood drawn and I passed out or whatever. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, just even as a kid, um, you kind of connect to that, right? Like, that the horror that you went through to get... Like, I remember vividly my first shot. Vividly. I mean, okay, maybe mm. not, maybe not, maybe not, because I probably got like you get a sh- you get shots as like a baby, right? Yeah, that's when you get your first vaccines. Okay, so not my first shot, but like maybe in like my first, your ele- first recollection. Yeah, like my first elementary school shot or something. But like I was crying bloody murder for that's sure. Four. Huh? Four. That's a good question. I don't remember. I it was just too scary. Yeah, I remember being in in the room and I remember that there a nurse came in and like my mom was like starting to comfort me and I was like, "Oh no. Oh no. No." I'm like I'm like scooting away from her. I'm like, "Oh, I I know what's going on here." And she's like this she's like, "Now the nurse, you know, she's like, "Now Raymond, this won't hurt, you know, just" and I started bawling my eyes out and the whole nine yards and <laughs> oh man i so relate to that when i was a kid and i got my blood drawn for the first time because when i was a kid i was sick all the time and my mother had me convinced i had like an autoimmune disease and i was gonna die it turns out i was just an unvaccinated ch- child who got sick all the fucking time hmm. uh, but i remember when i first got my blood drawn and they put the needle in your arm and it's a big gauge needle because they need it to be like you know vein size so they put it in and i saw like my blood pumping out into the tube and i like i was like (gasps) like i just i didn't know how to feel about it you know because like you see like your heartbeat but your heart is beating blood outside of your body and it's just a really weird experience as like a kid you know i don't know if i've ever had my blood drawn really oh it's happened to me so many times and but I but like I can imagine how weird that would be, for it sure. It feels like your body's betraying you because it's pumping blood out of you. Yeah, and especially in like that big of like a tube, would be. Yeah, and they swap the tube a couple times sometimes. Ooh, yeah. So like they they take it off, and then sometimes if they don't get the heartbeat right, then you see your blood shoot like out of the needle, and before they put the tube on, ooh, that's a scary sight. I'm I'm good. I'm good on that. <laughs> you're like, you know, 10 and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm good on that as a 33 year old. I couldn't imagine 10 year old me, you know? Yeah. This is why people <laughs> our age don't donate blood. I guess so. I like, I feel bad. Like I probably should donate blood. I don't even know what blood type I am. I'm not going to lie. Very important. I know it's very important. I don't know. I need to ask my mom. 
if she even knows. I'm I'm pretty sure she knows. Although I did ask her a couple months ago what time I was born, and she said I don't know. So, so what time she was born? I'm just saying, like, I feel like a mom should know that. I feel like a dad would probably be like, I don't fucking know. Ask your mother. <laughs> your dad knows your mom doesn't. No, my dad doesn't know. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know the day. That's that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew my day. I didn't know. I had an idea of the time. I remember like being sometime in the early morning, which she ended up looking at my birth certificate and it was like seven something in the morning or like eight o'clock in the, you know, somewhere in there. But, um, yeah. Uh, what were we getting at? I completely lost train of thought. Great. Great podcast. Do you have that, uh, do you have that piece of paper that like you have your birth certificate that says like, you're a person, you know, congratulations. But there's also that other one that says like you're a live birth. Do you have that one? No. And it has like your feet print on it. No, but I know what you're talking about. That's somewhere. Yeah. That's somewhere, I'm pretty sure. I think that one has my time on it. I don't think the the regular like state sealed one does. Hmm. I don't know. But kudos to my mom for looking, at least, and <laughs> figuring it out. <laughs> for sure. I'm glad I'm not um a mother during this time. Have you seen those like really big life events that have been happening during COVID? Like people have their babies. Or um, like funerals or weddings, even. I couldn't tell you how many weddings I've missed uh, because of this. I'm pretty, pretty sure by now I should have been to three weddings. I believe last couple months or two. No, I should have been by should have been to two weddings, and then uh, with like two or three more in the in like the next couple months. So and of course all of those got canceled i'm pretty sure except for one i think um which is a destination wedding for most of my family um but yeah i mean although i will say if you did have a child like right before it all happened you got to spend a lot of time with your uh with your kid you know i know my friend yeah. lauren like actually welcomed it like she she had her beautiful little baby boy uh, right before all of it happened and she was like still like you know probably like a month out of like her maternity leave and okay. it just like extended and she she's been loving it so you know i mean it could go both ways but yeah i mean like having really just cool highlight yeah i mean just but having like a normal like gap like could you imagine like going to a funeral and then like not being able to like be really close and like huddled up with like other people that are also like grieving. Like that would be so weird. Like we have to be six feet apart, and like grieve that way, you know, like, well, that's know. what some people I know are having to deal with. So to my knowledge, a lot of funeral places are doing like batches of people. There's like, all right, oh. 10 people can come in, do the viewing, say what they need to say. And then, you know, cycle on. Sure. But that's Which just, is it's a fucked up way to mourn. Yeah, it's awkward. It's awkward. Yeah. Mm. Like, I'm definitely not good at mourning. I'm not, like, a good crier in those situations. But, like, you still, you just need to be around people when you're feeling that particular way of shitty. And you yeah. can't do it. 
Yeah, like I want, I will, like I want to be chugging beers in the parking lot of the funeral home. You Arm know? around your bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure the last funeral I was at, I went outside, like smoked a cigarette that somebody bummed to me. Somebody else had like a joint, and I was like, "All right, I can get through the day," you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I just, oh, I feel, I, I definitely feel for you know everyone that's. Like with the wedding thing, I mean, I, you know, like weddings and funerals being the two biggest things, but like, um, just weddings are, are especially the, the, the amount of money and planning that goes into oh, weddings. I mean, God. I can't imagine all businesses are being chill with, you know, you getting like all your money back for catering or whatever it is. Like, I hope they are, but I have a hard time seeing that they are completely depending on like what it was you signed up with originally. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there are some uh, government programs. I think I might've mentioned this in the original like COVID episode that we did. Um, but like some of the small businesses can like apply for government assistance in, in this time. And there were businesses that were not really small businesses at all that were applying for these federal assistance programs and getting approved for them and like but, leaving all these small businesses basically to rot. Like it's a whole, there were, uh, there were like at least three or four majorly big companies that finally said like after a couple weeks of people just like being in an uproar that they were like, we're so sorry. We're giving the federal assistance money back to the program, you know, our bad yeah, essentially people fucking caught them. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Um, yeah, real, real dirtbag stuff, real dirtbag stuff. But hopefully, like, those companies, you know, got assistance to where they could cover their end of things and not be, you know, basically, like, almost forced to be like, hey, like, we have to keep your deposit or we can't, you know, serve you in the future or whatever. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a rock and a hard place type of situation, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the pictures I saw was like a couple. Um, it, I think it was like uh, the bride and like her dad, and they were walking down like the the aisle, but with masks on, and all the pews had like pictures of the people that would have been there. Really? Like, yeah. And the whole thing was um, what do you call it? Like like they streamed it basically. Yeah. Could, could tune in. That's super weird. Like, I just, oh, man, that would kill me. That would kill me. Like, I, yeah. I'm not even, like, a big marriage person to begin with, but, like, weddings weddings are supposed to be, like, fun and full of people and, and just this totally, you know, stupendous, awesome time. And, yeah. yeah you should, to me, like, a wedding doesn't have to be huge, but if you want it to be and it's not, that's a big bummer. Well, it's, yeah, it doesn't have to be huge, but it, ha like, it should be intimate, right? Like, you should have those, those close friends and family there, whether that be, you know, 10 or 100. Sure, you know? and if it's only, like, you and the person you're marrying... Congratulations, you just eloped. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Eloped like via like Zoom, Skype, whatever. Right, right. <laughs> Has anyone ever Twitch streamed a wedding? I hope so. I hope so too. I hope that has happened. <laughs> 
that can't be against TOS. No, but no. I mean, who wants to share that shit with the internet? <laughs> Especially with like Twitch chat, just. <laughs> oh my god, it would just be constant deleted by moderator, deleted yeah. by moderator. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that would I'm, be I'm I'm feeling emotionally drained after this episode. I'm I don't know about you. But like I felt just like emotionally drained the last three fucking months. Well, that's fair. That's fair. But just <laughs> I, I think I think I've more or less like stopped talking about it as much so I wouldn't like dwell on the reality of what's going on type of thing. Like sort of like out yeah. of like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Sure. Well, not out of sight because talking anyway logistics um but you guys know what i'm getting at so uh yeah i'm feeling a little drained after this episode i'm I'm not gonna lie um i just i just can't wait i like i'm supposed to have some social distancing beers with a friend or two on monday so i'm looking really forward to that but like yeah i want to I my weekend plans have turned into like oh do I want to do more laundry or do I want to play this video game and don't get me wrong those are good for everyday life but when that's your highlight of the fucking weekend it's it's like am I living my life anymore or am I just existing exactly and a lot of us are just existing oh my god I know <laughs> so I feel so yeah, I think it's I think it's important to God, it's so cliche, but like everyone is feeling the same way that you are. So, you know, whenever it feels a little tough, hey, just know we feel the same way as you do. Uh we're we're gonna get through it. It's cliche as fuck, but it's true. Like So. Uh well It's true. Should we uh should we wrap it up? Do you have anything that you would like to sneak in? Oh, I think we're good. I mean, it was nice to be able to do a little update to let you know how like we are doing. We would love to hear how you are doing. Um, but sometimes you just gotta talk about it, you know? So for I think, sure. Yeah, I think I've said all I need to say. Yeah, I think initially whenever we like brought or you brought this topic up, I I shied away from it a little bit initially. I was like yeah i mean like we should but like again it goes back to like the whole like out of sight out of mind thing where i'm just like sure, if we don't yeah. talk about it like we could just talk about video games and it'll be great <laughs> <laughs> um but no I'm, I'm glad i'm glad we did uh definitely let us know how you guys are doing we would love to hear from you via twitter and all that nonsense i shouldn't say nonsense it's not nonsense that's how we communicate with you guys so <laughs> let us know If you guys would love to hear more from us, we do put out episodes every single Wednesday. You can find us on Twitter, find us on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast. Please give us a listen. We very much appreciate it. You can also find us on Patreon if you're interested in supporting us. Yeah, so, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you, Bye. guys. Bye.